Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, hello there. We have, in fact, flipped the calendar from October into November, and that means we're coming down the stretch in college football with the first college football playoff rankings out. The more things change, the more they th- they stay the same. They want the screaming. They want the yelling. They got more of that after the first rankings release. Cincinnati, number six, uh, by design, by the way. Oklahoma, number nine. By design. I saw Oklahoma last week. Anyway, welcome in. I am the somewhat capable, somewhat rested host of the program. Shortly, forthwith, the doctor, who is not just red hot, but T.C. Martin is white hot picking underdogs. So he gets the full first segment as the handicapper from out in Vegas, the T.C. Martin show five days a week. Looking forward to talking with him. A little bit later on, we'll go over all the underdogs that we like, college football and the NFL as well, with the no-huddle underdog picks. Looking forward to talking with my bud, Brett Norsworthy, a.k.a. Stats. He is in Memphis on Sports 56 WHBQ, the five-day-a-week sports radio station. Uh, He does the afternoon show on that one. Look forward to getting other underdogs, Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast, who is grinning ear-to-ear because he's a lifelong Atlanta Braves fan. He's on to pick an underdog. Also, Price Atkinson of the Yards and Stripes podcast on with me to talk Army, Air Force. Very interesting game coming in Arlington, Texas early on Saturday. So that's all coming in the No Huddle Underdogs later on in segment number two. Again, TC Martin straight ahead. One quick reminder, however you found this show, social media links, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network um, of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. If you found it through a social media link, et cetera, just subscribe. It's the easiest way to get the podcast on Thursday. comes automatically to you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Fire away and subscribe. You'll get the podcast, and we try to stay relevant all the way through the weekend. Again, last week, six more successful underdogs. Even the host came up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
T.C. Martin had those New Orleans Saints over my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My ears still ringing from how loud the crowd was in the Superdome being there on Buccaneers radio as the Saints come from behind in the final moments to win and clinch it with the interception return for the touchdown, but they did lose Jameis Winston for the season with a knee injury. That actually happened right in front of me in the first half of the game. So much to get to, so much to discuss. Without further delay, uh, some of you can't see us, but I am bowing on video to the Dr. T.C. Martin. That is seven times in eight weeks. The doctor has gotten a successful NFL underdog on the no huddle. You get your own segment now to handicap. What do I know? You know what's going on. You know what time it is, what day it is. It's Thursday. So the doctor's got to be in the house. How you feeling? I'm good, my man. You got to remember, I mean, I've been doing this quite some time. We are in the entertainment slash sports capital slash betting capital of the world and with you it turns out to be the dog capital of the world man and also while i just sing your praises like i'm your agent six of the seven nfl underdogs that you've given us have won the game outright and the saints joined that club last week with the 36 27 win over the tampa bay buccaneers while being a five and a half or a six point underdog so well done we'll get to some nfl conversation and doggies in just a moment the college football playoff rankings out just give me a quick general comment then we'll get into a couple of games for this weekend that you and i are looking at how surprised were you first of all alabama two even with the loss cincinnati not in the top four and behind ohio state who lost a game at home to oregon oh I, I, I saw that oklahoma team last weekend with texas tech i don't know that they're in the top four but i don't think they're ninth right now my feelings tc they got the rankings out yes they want us to argue yes they want us to scream because everybody keeps paying attention if you do that but what are your thoughts real quick well the thing is we're at the point right now where we're deep into the college football season and the eye test takes over okay the numbers all that stuff that's out the window it's the eye test clearly the eye test shows that the georgia bulldogs are number one and it's not even close i mean basically We've had this conversation, you know, last year and years past. It's Alabama, it's Clemson, and then it's usually a distant, you know, second, third, and fourth. In this situation, it is clearly Georgia, number one, all phases, offense, especially defense. In Georgia, after a slow start last week, they got the job done and they rolled. And that's what they do each and every week. So obviously, there's no argument with the Bulldogs at number one. For me, it's Alabama number two as well, because Alabama still is loaded. The big thing with Alabama is the defense doesn't seem to be that same defense that we've accustomed to seeing. However, I think over time, as we get closer to the playoff, that uh, we'll see that defense rise to the occasion like they do. Uh, but it's a different uh, Alabama team. It doesn't have really the star-studded offensive cast that we've seen uh, with the great backfield where you've had th- you can go three or four deep in that situation. But the receivers with Mechie and company, Mechie, you know, every year Alabama will have these guys that just rise to the occasion and they'll make a name for himself. We saw that with Robinson last year. Now Robinson's kind of taking over as the running back. Mechie's doing it from the wide receiver position. So uh, Alabama does it better than anybody else where they just – rebuild and they restock each and every year so for me georgia one alabama two let's uh let's let's get this thing going in the sec championship game maybe even see a replay of that game looking ahead to the national championship game then you talk about cincinnati the eye test i mean they don't pass the eye test you can say what you want they beat uh, notre dame on the road wasn't really convincing and then 
against these lesser opponents, they have not been convincing at all. Last week stands out against that Tulane team. Tulane plays hard. I'll give them credit, but they are a mess, especially, you know, offensively, even defensively, but they hung around, you know, last week against Cincinnati and Cincinnati, you know, the final score really wasn't indicative of how close that game was. So Cincinnati is phony, uh, Oklahoma phony to a certain degree. Uh, they're, they're undefeated, but uh, this team is susceptible and the quarterback situation is still a little bit in flux. So again, I think we're going to get to the same conversation we have usually at the end of the season with Oklahoma. They look nice on paper, but then when they play a team that's more well-rounded than them, they will exit. The team that I like that no one is talking about is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. This team is undefeated as well. Uh, they are rock solid uh, on both both sides of the ball, especially at the quarterback position as well. And can you imagine if they would have kept their running back who transferred over to Michigan State, if Walker would have stayed at Wake Forest because right. he was there the past couple seasons? Wow! But again, he, he wanted to leave that program. I, I have to go questions to the Big Ten. though about the ACC strength, and they are defensively. I mean, they gave up fifty six points to Army. We're going to hear more of that from Price Atkinson yeah. when we talk yeah. with him. So I, I don't know that they belong in the in the top four. Are you saying they belong in the top four conversation? No, I'm right just now? saying I'm just saying keep an eye out for Wake Forest. I mean, there, there is this team is really complete on the offensive side. They can do so many things. They can run it. They can pass it. They got an experienced quarterback. Uh, they're calm, cool, and collective. Very good offensive line play as well too. And I love the way they mix things up offensively. They and again, a lot of it could be the ACC, obviously. They don't have the bodies that a Clemson team does, whatever. But Wake Forest is just, they're competing right now. And they remind you of those Northwestern teams that just are always kind of under the radar and they kind of rise to the occasion. But I'm telling you, Wake Forest, just watch out for this team as we approach a, a potential playoff spot or at least a major bowl on New Year's Day. They do have North Carolina this week. I saw that North Carolina team win a wild game over Miami a couple of weeks ago on national radio, Compass Media Networks. We had that game. Uh, where North Carolina had to hang on. And again, North Carolina can score, but they don't play a lot of defense. So that'll be an interesting game uh, coming up. You're hearing the voice of T.C. Martin. I promise he's going to get he's got some NFL doggies in a moment. Let's talk a little college, a little college doggies. Um, I'm looking at the Big 12 again. I was in Big 12 country last week, saw the Sooners squash Texas Tech. I'll give you some intel for your own show. Caleb Williams looked very good as the quarterback, six touchdown passes. I totally get there's questions about the competition in the second half against Kansas or Texas Tech. Neither one of those are good defenses, so there's still some question marks on him, but he was smooth in their offense. We'll see about Oklahoma. Now we got Oklahoma State taking on West Virginia in Morgantown. And West Virginia getting points. Jared Dagey, the quarterback and company, coming off a win over Iowa State, right back at home with another ranked team coming in here uh, in Oklahoma State. And, T.C. Martin, you know this, we're old school guys. You love the old school. They're retiring Major Harris, the great quarterback from 1988 in their unbeaten season. They're retiring his number at the half. I love the mojo in Morgantown, do you want to talk me out of the Mountaineers getting points at home to win the game? I believe they'll win the game outright with Oak State. You want to talk me out of that real quick for college? I don't want to talk you out of it, but I I, I had West Virginia last week. It was one of my best bets, you know, on our on our show that we do on Fridays from the Cosmopolitan. And uh, I invite everyone to check that out, too, yep. at the shameless plug at tcmartinshow.com that we do uh, three best college plays and three best or, pro plays. 
or if you're coming out to Vegas for the weekend, go see them in person at the Cosmopolitan, 2 to 4 Pacific time, as I plug on top of your plug. Continue, my friend. Thank you, my friend. But anyway, I had the Mounties last week, and I do like the Mounties uh, again this week. However, I warn you that this Oak State team is a little bit dangerous, and I got burned you know, going against them, especially when uh, they played Texas. Uh, so they can play, and Gundy has this team right – Oklahoma State is very physical, okay? And if West Virginia does have a weakness, it is on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to be amped up. Uh, you know, again, I played West Virginia last week because of that, that home field uh, factor. Uh, they're a team that is definitely more than capable, but they're not consistent. So I'm not going to talk you out of them. I'm just saying beware. This game could be closer than you anticipate. Well, and again, I'm getting points. I just think West and it Virginia could go upside down for you too, as well. So yeah, we'll find we'll find out if this is the case uh, here coming up. Uh, one other game that you and I were both looking at, and that is Purdue. It's funny I mentioned this to you before I hit the record button. You say you know you said you know what I like Purdue too. Maybe in this spot at home, I went with them a couple of weeks ago in the upset of Iowa because Iowa was coming off the emotional game with Penn State. I said perfect spot for a letdown. Is there not similar stuff here with Michigan State in the rivalry game? So much emotion. Now they're on the road at West Lafayette. Am I crazy to look at the Boilermakers with Aiden O'Connell at quarterback? They've got good receivers. They're getting points at home. But, uh, do you want to talk me out of Purdue? Because I haven't, I haven't made the commitment yet, but Purdue at home, getting, uh, getting the points with Michigan State, that is attractive to me, getting three. No, and uh... – I, I wish that this this number was a little bit higher because I was going to go with it myself. Uh, may get involved with it with a teaser on this as well. But here's the only thing. Uh, you hit the nail on the head as far as the emotional letdown. And I love going against teams in this situation. This game is even stronger in that sense than that Iowa game that you talked about because this was Michigan State defeating Michigan. Okay, their rival, they were both undefeated, 7-0, coming into this game, and now Michigan State has the advantage over Michigan, now basically a, a two-game lead over them in the Big Ten. And But that was huge because they had to come from behind, expend all kinds of energy, down 16 points in the fourth quarter, and then you beat your arch rival and you send them home. So you have nowhere else to go but down in this situation. So that's why I do like Purdue would like to be getting more points because Purdue can be spotty as well, too. I mean, Iowa has no offense. OK, and that was exposed on that day when uh, Purdue took care of Iowa. Michigan State can run the football, as we know. So wouldn't surprise me if Michigan State was asleep to start this game. But as this game continues on, uh, they could wear Purdue down. Purdue is very offensively challenged. You have to be aware of that. Like I said, more than three, I'd probably be all over it. This line really should be closer to six. But because of what our eyes saw last week, you're really not getting as much value, and that's from the Vegas angle. Love this man. Love his inside. Just a few more minutes with T.C. Martin. He's about to pick a bevy, a buffet, a trio of NFL underdogs. Stand by. The man has picked a successful NFL underdog seven of the eight weeks on this show. He has got an engraved nameplate figuratively on Three Dog Thursday to be here on the program. And again, no huddle underdogs in the final segment coming up as we make our uh, commitments. Let's transition to the National Football League. Uh, again, nice call last week with the New Orleans Saints uh, as they defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints now lose Jameis Winston for the season. Uh, they have Trevor Simeon as the backup quarterback. 
Uh, I have seen now as we get ready to release the podcast that Taysom Hill returned to practice on a limited basis Wednesday as the Swiss Army Knife, the backup quarterback, but also a running back, can also play receiver, play special teams. He had a concussion a couple of weeks ago. He is returning to practice. Don't know his status to play. It appears to be Trevor Simeon's team for right now. And now the Atlanta Falcons come in. Let's talk about it for Three Dog Thursday purposes. Are you interested in the dirty birds here mm-hmm. in this setting? I am all down with the dirty birds in this situation. Again, uh, I love going against teams that are coming off that emotional high. Like we talked about last week, the reason why I took the Saints against the Buccaneers was because I felt the defense was going to be able to give Tom Brady enough looks and really play off that emotional scene that you were part of, as you know. Uh, when you have that kind of crowd in the Superdome, and for me, it was only the second home game of the season. So these these fans were amped up. Uh, Jameis Winston had a little chip on his shoulder, as you well know, coming into that game. So I kind of played into that. While I'm watching this game and I see Winston go down, unfortunately, I started to have second thoughts. I said, oh, my goodness, it's Trevor Simeon. We know all about Trevor Simeon. Remember his, his time at Northwestern. Remember him you know, as a member of the Broncos. And he is severely limited as an NFL quarterback. And we saw that you know, the first few possessions that he came into the game. So we've seen this with other quarterbacks. I mentioned to you before, you know, Geno Smith with uh, the Seahawks. When he came in and and that first time a few weeks back, he really wasn't flustered. And this guy hadn't played in a game in two years. Uh, Trevor Simeon, you know, just looked very, very shaky. He got things together in the middle half of this game. But then once we got back to the fourth quarter, he kind of reverted backwards. And then the momentum went to Tampa Bay. Here comes Brady. And because of that defense... That's why the Saints won that football game. In this case, I think that now you've got a whole week to game plan for Trevor Simeon. You're not really going to see much of Taysom Hill just because of the injury factor. And you got to remember, even when Taysom Hill was healthy in the beginning of the season, Sean Payton said, the keys to the car are going to Jameis Winston, which was kind of surprising because we all thought that he was grooming Taysom Hill to take over for Drew Brees. And that hasn't been the case. So it tells me that Hill, even if he's healthy, he's not going to be the guy, uh, at least immediately, until Trevor Simeon blows up. So right now, I like the Falcons to go against the Saints, the emotional letdown, Trevor Simeon not going to be able to put together four quarters of quality football. And to be honest, you got Matt Ryan. And I'm still big a Matt Ryan. I'm big Matt Ryan fan. And with the Falcons getting six, they have played very well this uh, season they've actually exceeded expectations and the more that this team plays the better they seem to get uh so i do i I do like the falcons in this situation you got ryan and this is a team that uh has played in one score games uh for the last five weeks okay throughout the first two weeks still getting used to each other new coaching staff everything uh very young team very uh young players But the last five weeks, all one-score games, that gets within the number. Would not surprise me if uh, they win this game outright. But as you know, TJ, these two teams play each other very, very tough. Throw the records out. It's rivalry time. I'll take the Falcons plus six. And it is interesting. Will Calvin Ridley be able to play in the game? He suddenly was not playing last weekend, citing mental health, and he's not at practice on Wednesday. So he's there's out. some. De- yeah, he's, yes. he's stepped away from the team completely. So apparently he's, he's, he's not, not going to play. And yeah. that, and that, that hurts other- the Falcons. It does. But yeah. Kyle Pitts at tight end has been effective. They've used Cordell Patterson uh, effectively earlier in the year. I saw that 
uh, firsthand because they go to him, especially in the red zone as a running back or as a receiver. Let's see what Atlanta has in the NFC South matchup with the Saints getting the six points. Next underdog, where do you want to go next, T.C. Martin, for an NFL underdog here on Three Dog Thursday? All right. Well, you know where I'm at. I'm here in Vegas and we're going to get on the plane and we're going to go cross country and we're going to go to New Jersey, just like the Raiders are going to do facing the Giants. Unfortunately, this Raider team has just been mangled uh, with off the field activities. Of course, you know, covering the Henry Ruggs situation uh, this past week has been uh, treacherous. And the Raiders were coming off that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Horrific. And I just don't know where this team is at mentally right now especially the way coming off of the bye week. And I'm not going to say and speculate here that if the Raiders didn't have a bye, maybe this situation doesn't happen. But it does beg the question because everyone usually goes away. uh, They have some time off and you do some things normally that you don't do when you're on the bye week. And Henry Ruggs took it upon himself to have 18 drinks at Top Golf. I mean, the early morning hours on Tuesday And, you know, even though Tuesday is always an off day, he's probably not doing that to that excessiveness if the Raiders are coming off of a Sunday or a Monday game here. So uh, I just don't know where this team's head is at, and especially coming off of a a bye week. They're going to be a little bit rusty. They're traveling cross country. You still have an interim head coach in Rich Passaccia who's never guided a team and never coming off a bye week. And the leader of this team right now is Derek Carr. So uh, Derek Carr talked today, Basaccia talked today, and uh, this team is just really still reeling that not only one of their brethren committed this, this horrific act here, but again, he was a key focal point. He was the number 12 overall draft pick last year. He was a number, uh, you know, first round pick, and he's turned in to actually be their number one receiver since they lo- lost Nelson Aguilar, uh, you know, to uh, free agency last year. And Darren Waller, you know, he, he's the tight end, but he's been banged up. So the Raiders are in a little bit of a dismay. You have to travel cross country. And I think the Giants uh, are a live dog here because of the way they've been playing. You go two weeks ago, they played at home. Uh, they blasted Carolina 25 to three. And yep. then I was really impressed with the way they played against the Kansas City Chiefs. They should have won that game. They lost 20 to 17. They got home. They covered. The cover was really never in doubt. And Daniel Jones is a quarterback that continues to get better each and every week. Say what you want about the running game, Saquon Barkley, but the Giants just, they have a decent enough coaching staff where they can plug these these, uh, holes. And let's talk about the Giants defensively. I mean, they shut down Tyreek Hill. I mean, what they did defensively was, uh, was fantastic, and they took Travis Kelsey out of the game. The Raiders don't have those type of weapons that the Chiefs have. So I think, you know, with the Giants playing with this renewed confidence, knowing that they played so well last week that they will be able to bounce back and get a home win against the Raiders. Again, short week for them. Daniel Jones, good and bad, you know, in the same game, he makes throws that that you you scratch your head, and then he makes an athletic play and does well. Uh, No Saquon Barkley, by the way, again, not just because of the ankle, but he's on the COVID-19 list and not likely to pass two COVID-19 negative tests 24 hours apart before Sunday. That's not definite. You may know that answer is different and that he might be playing by the time we get to Sunday. But right now we got to assume he's not there. We'll see. But I kind of like this spot, too, with them coming back at home. And you don't know what you're getting with the Raiders. And again, the Henry Rugg stuff. We've seen this before in the NFL with Dante Stallworth 
with Leonard Little going back 20 years ago, an active player killing someone in a DUI accident, and both of those guys came back to play. Interesting rugs already released by the Raiders. Horrible thing. Uh, we'll see if his career is, in fact, over. He's got much bigger problems right now. Look, look at a jail time, and you got a loss of life of a young mother. Uh, it's awful. It's awful. What DJ, let happened. me let me add this yeah. to you, too, since you sure. brought up that point, and I've talked about this on my show with our, our good friend Steve Berline, uh, who you've done games with, and you know Steve's a longtime friend of mine and, right. and, and been on my show. You know He talked uh, the other day about having to be in this exact same situation, and I remember this situation because it happened to a guy who was from Sacramento, like myself, and that's Ray Carruth. Steve Berline was the quarterback of that Carolina Panther team, and when Ray Carruth you know, sent out the hit to kill his pregnant girlfriend with the child, uh, and, and that was horrific as well. Just It's very comparable yep. to this Henry Ruggs situation. That happened four weeks in the NFL season. Like Derek Carr, Steve Berline was the quarterback and the face of that, that franchise. And he said their team never recovered from that. He said it was a distraction in the locker room. It was a distraction for the rest of the year. And he goes, it is so difficult to have, you know, lose one of your teammates and you realize he did something horribly wrong. And then now you're questioning like, wow, what was this guy all about? What was he thinking? Now we got to plug in the holes. But then again, we just, we have to have all these questions around us. And then you have that death situation around you. I mean, it is very difficult. So uh, there's a guy that experienced it firsthand, and you mentioned a lot of those other things, and those situations all affected those teams. Great insight there on that. This is why we love T.C. Martin and the T.C. Martin Show. We're going to let you scramble in a minute. You owe us one more, doctor. You've already gone twice with NFL underdogs. He's looking for a hat trick. (laughs) Where is the third doggy? What do you like? I'm going to go Sunday night football in the NFL, and we're going to take the Tennessee Titans plus 7.5 against the Rams. Right now, the Rams are a little bit overvalued because people are, are seeing what they're doing and they're winning games and they're winning by wide margins. And a lot of times they're doing it against inferior opposition. Matthew Stafford has been fantastic. Now, of course, they get Von Miller. So, of course, you know, the line's going to be a little bit more inflated. Tennessee Titans, as we know, this team can play and, they, and they're under the radar quite a bit. Yes, they lost Derrick Henry. So that's I was going to say, thing. everybody's screaming yep. at the podcast right now. You do know yep. Derrick Henry's not running the of ball course. on the road yes. in L.A., yeah? Yes, we do. We do know that. We do know that. But, you know, Derrick Henry uh, was a non-factor in the game last week uh, against Indianapolis. And the Titans found a way not just to hang in that game, but to eventually win that game. And, again, their defense came through. And saying defense and Tennessee Titans in the same sentence three, four weeks ago, we'd be laughing. But for some odd reason, this team plays well uh, on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of that is, you know, uh, their their coach. I mean, their coach really has has focused in on the defensive side. He gets what the defensive side of the ball is all about here. And uh, Ryan Tannehill, let's don't dismiss him. This guy is a quality quarterback. He's an upper, uh, you know, upper echelon quarterback in the NFL. And we're asking the Tennessee Titans to go ahead and keep this game close. I don't think that's a problem. They still have enough weapons. We still got, they still got AJ Brown, uh, phenomenal. This guy's having a great year. He's having a Pro Bowl season. So, uh, again, expect uh, the Rams not to run away with this game. This is going to be a competitive game. This is what Tennessee does. And again, it doesn't matter. Buffalo, Kansas City, Colts, interdivisional game. Now they go play the Rams, a tough team. This team is battle t- tested, should not be scared against uh, the Rams getting seven and a half. 
Yeah, Mike Vrabel done a solid job. And again, the Rams annihilated uh, Houston for the basically three and a half quarters last week, and Houston dressed it up with a couple late touchdowns uh, in that one. Uh, but you you went against the Rams with the Arizona Cardinals as one of those aforementioned seven underdog covers earlier in the year. So pay attention to this man saying that he likes the Titans Sunday night in the spot against the Rams here uh, for the matchup. Uh, all right, great stuff with all of the underdogs. Plug away for all of your stuff one more time where the audience can find you, can hear you, uh, et cetera, five days a week. Go for it. All right, tcmartinshow.com. The show streams live 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. And, of course, if you miss any part of the show, you can go to the podcast section at the website, tcmartinshow.com. Again, our best bet segment happens each and every Friday. We are live at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, the place to be on the Las Vegas Strip with the fantastic sports book powered by William Hill. So you can always uh, you know, check out the show there anytime, tcmartinshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at tcmartin21. And uh, if you go back to, let's see, let's see, Wednesday show, you can listen to your esteemed host, TJ Reeves. Joining yes. Me. Yes, I was on with you in Vegas on Wednesday. So you can go back and find that in the archive. You're on with me on Thursday for Three Dog Thursday and the release of the podcast with all the uh, college and NFL talk. Hey, uh, let's talk to each other some more. How about you hop on the Big Fight Weekend podcast with me because we got boxing in Vegas. You mentioned the entertainment capital uh, of the world. Uh, boxing with Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant, our brother podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is Big Fight Weekend, the Big Fight Weekend podcast. TC Martin, it's a date if you want to hop on and talk some fights because Canelo's going for undisputed super middleweight supremacy Saturday night on pay-per-view. Let's do that. Why not? Let's get it. Let's get it going. Well, as you know, uh, I appreciate being your boxing guy here in Vegas. And again, I've uh, been covering the sport for a very long time. Looking forward to not only this fight, but all the fights. And remember, in a couple of weeks, we got Showtime Sean Porter taking yep. on Terrence Crawford. So uh, next few weeks is going to be very, very, very exciting time here in Vegas. And yes, looking forward to Canelo Alvarez against Caleb Plant. Every time Canelo uh, fights here, this is must-see. No question about it. So you got it, my man. All right, and he is must-listen right now with the underdogs. And he is... He is dipping in again with the Falcons, the Giants, and the Titans as his three NFL underdogs. The man has gotten seven out of eight correct over the eight weeks. We've only been asking for one. Now you got three of them in the NFL in terms man, of pressure, underdogs. The pressure is on here. Oh, it is. Can I get a timeout here? But I, I get the I get the feeling you're going to get at least a couple of these right, if not all three of them right. So stand by, stand by for this. And the audience already knows I agree with you on Atlanta as one of mine. Uh, TC, I always love it. I always love the inside. You and I are talking to each other more than we're talking to our wives. That's not good for either one of us. Go see your wife. I'll go see my wife in a little while. We'll reconvene on the boxing podcast. Well done, brother. Keep knocking them dead with the TC Martin Show. Appreciate you. And we will continue the. No huddle underdogs are forthcoming. Rapid fire picks still to come here as the show rolls on. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, 
and Virginia, and we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon, the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit WYNN bet.com that's wynnbet.com to find out more right now if you're ready to play if you're ready to win they're the premier sports betting experience download bet and win with winbet and we're brought to you in part by prop swap america's number one app to buy and sell sports bets and the football season is ready to kick off and prop swap is here to make this your best season ever Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75 to 1 after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for $400, a 300% return before the season ever begins. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting. Buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. 
And we do come back in. This is the only digital radio show you need to have if you're looking for underdogs in college football and the NFL. Wolf, wolf. We gave out six of them successfully last week. We have been rolling since the beginning of the season. In fact, in the first five weeks of the season, we had 32 successful underdogs. 32 off this show. So we love the doggies in college football and the NFL. And we've got the rapid fire, no huddle underdogs coming up. My guys uh, that are about to join me, Price Atkinson will be up first from the Yards and Stripes football podcast. Brett Norsworthy from Memphis and the Mid-South and the Ole Miss radio network talking some SEC and much more. That's coming uh, shortly on the uh, No Huddle Underdogs. And my buddy Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast. Love his insight as well. He'll have an underdog on the No Huddle Underdogs. Uh, again, I'm contemplating what to do there with those two college dogs. Uh, and you're going to hear Price and I talk about the service academies and, and Army getting some points in this matchup with Air Force. I got to figure out which ones uh, that I like and where. Reminder again that however you found this podcast, make sure that you are subscribed, including on the Sports Gambling Podcast mobile app. You get all the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows and their uh, programs for free on the mobile app. Just go into the Google Play Store, go into the Apple Store, look for the SGPN app. Three Dog Thursday is there. We were talking in the last segment with TC Martin about boxing and Canelo Alvarez. The Big Fight Weekend podcast is there. Colby Dance, uh, the College Football Experience podcast is there. Get them all. Sports Gambling Podcast does a great job picking all the games, college football, NFL, everything that's going on there. So again, catch all of that on the SGPN app. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to some more underdog conversation and selections right now. Indeed, let's get rolling with the no huddle underdog picks. And I can tell you right now, and if you can't see them, Price Atkinson of the Yards and Stripes podcast. I love Price's insight on Service Academy football with Yards and Stripes. He is joining me fresh off the Braves World Series win in an Atlanta Braves jersey with the Braves hat. And you want to confirm for me what you told me just a second ago before I pressed record that you have had this Braves jersey on for quite some time with the World Series win. Uh, confirm, please. After my kids' soccer practice, hustled home last night, got showered up, got clothed up, and got attired up. And I've slept. This is the shirt and the jersey I slept in last night. <laughs> After a midnight champagne toast since first time since 95. Been waiting on this Incredible. one. Incredible. Yeah, the, Braves, the Braves fans have been doing this, and, and prices in the region in the upstate area of South Carolina – uh, I've talked about this so many times and we'll continue to talk about this even here on the no huddle that if you live in the South, this is your team from 30, yeah. 40 years ago to go get this again. And you're, you're living Testament to that. Uh, here it's a lot like a Redskin stuff. fan around here. I mean, you know, the, the Redskins were the South's team years ago, way before the, the Falcons and obviously the Panthers right. or even a semblance of a, of a brain cell that somebody came up with. So Yes, this is, um, you know, and obviously the Braves tentacles are all over the all over the U.S. because of, you know, the Superstation years ago. But, yep. you know, that's faded a good bit, but you still have tons of Braves fans everywhere. There were a lot of them in the house there last night. I tell you what was awesome about this Braves run compared to some of the past ones is obviously Truist Park, the new ballpark, you know, haven't been over there many times. But to see a full house almost every time they played, you know, I think they led the major leagues in attendance this year. 
and to see it carry through into the playoffs, which you'll remember, you remember some old games at the TED, they would get stuck with the one o'clock afternoon, the crappiest of times, rightfully so, because it didn't matter if you put in prime time, you're still probably having a ton of empty seats. There were not many empty seats uh, for this Braves uh, playoff run and obviously the World Series uh, world title. Great, it was awesome to see it. Great point that you yep. make, and uh, kudos to the Braves for finishing it off, even without their best player, as you know, and as we've been talking about with Ronald Acuna out with a knee injury midseason. They persevered on. They rebuilt their outfield. They got it done. Okay, there's some baseball. Let's get into why we have you here and some thoughts on a college football underdog, and this is this is near and dear to you. I am looking strongly at the Black Knights of the Hudson Army this one on a neutral field it will be at choctaw stadium in arlington texas and it's an early 10 30 a.m local start uh, and that is for tv reasons to accommodate cbs showing it nationally but air force comes in with the better record uh right now on the season at six and two army at four and three price air force a two and a half point favorite am i crazy to look at the black knights of the hudson to look at to look at army not at all, because it's going to be a three-point game. It'll be a one-possession game either way you slice this. Army is on a skid right now. Yeah, they've lost after start 4-0. They've lost three straight. They've been pretty banged up. I think they're going to have a few guys back this week. Both teams clearly with that at the off week, which they traditionally always do before um, a Commander-in-Chief trophy um, installment, which we will have at Globe Life uh, what, uh, Stadium, home of the Texas Rangers. And, you know, a, the top two rushing teams in the country, Air Force and Army, two teams that are underrated defensively. And you're going to say, hold on, did you see how many points and yards that Army gave up to Air Force or Wake Forest in right. their last outing? Yeah, I saw it. They are, they're much better defensively. And look, let's also give credit, Wake Forest is better defensively than they showed in that game. But I think ultimately the, the difference in the game is probably Air Force's defense. I think they're just a little bit more well-rounded. Um, but then again, Army has had that number the last several years. And so, you know, a two and a half point, I mean, I think my, if I'm looking at it on paper, I'm looking at probably Air Force and, you know, a close one. It wouldn't surprise me in the least, TJ, to see Army kick a late field goal and win this thing by one, by two, by three, by four. It's going to be a close ball game. It always is, especially with this, this one going to be in a neutral site. This one is usually, unlike the Army-Navy game, which everybody knows is always in a neutral site, this one is always on, is it, uh, on campus, whether at the Air Force Academy or at West Point. So this is a little bit different, you know, going to a neutral site for this one. So, um, you know, all the cadets, um, the Corps, um, the cadets from Air Force, they'll all be, it'll be, it'll be a great atmosphere. I just think that's, I think it's going to come down to the bitter end, much like all these service academies do. Air Force, Navy notwithstanding, because Navy obviously has a lot of issues this year. Well, and both teams off a loss because Air Force, when last we saw them two weeks yeah. ago, they were behind, they rallied, but they still lost to San Diego State, who's ranked in the top 25. No shame in that, and they lost to them in San Diego. So yeah. both teams off a loss. I have a stat for Price Atkinson that you can roll out as part of the Yards and Stripes Service Academy Hit me. podcast. Hit me. The last three times that Air Force has been – favored against army this is 2017 this is 2019 2020 the last three times air force has been favored 
two, actually all three times they failed to cover and two outright losses. For whatever it's worth, the teams change year to year and there's a little more turnover in service academy football. So the last three that Air Force has been favored, 2017, 19, and 20, they haven't covered and twice they've lost the game. So this has me wow. on track to take Army as the two and a half point because I, I believe the, the cadets can run the football here and play good enough defense to win this game. So I'm going Army, and I like that stat to back me up a little bit. Yep. It's the Troy Calhoun's I, Air Force. I would, I would go doggy, too, at two and a half. Um, and also, the, one of the other reasons I'm liking doggy, too, is Army, I think, is deeper. Air Force has maybe got some of the more highlighted playmakers, um, you know, and on defense. But I think the Air Force or Army is deeper at quarterback because, as you know, boy, you get popped one hard time, a shoulder stinger, something, you're out of the game. Dude, Army is loaded at B-back. They're fullbacks. I was talking to somebody not uh, not long ago. I mean, their top three guys would all start at the Naval Academy right now. I mean, they've just got that much talent compared to a lot of the other service academy programs. Now you say, well, they've lost three in a row. Sure, they have. Wisconsin's not a bad team. We know how good Wake Forest is. The Ball State lost, that's a clunker. But all these academy teams, they always lose one game during the season, but they have no business losing. It's just a byproduct of being, you know, a student at the service academy to try and beat what they call up, right, every single Saturday. It's just hard to do with the military and the Ivy League, uh, you know, type academic commitments amongst all the other things that they've got swirling. So two and a half, put it on Army. I like that. And again, for whatever it's worth, they scored 56 points on Wake Forest. They can obviously score. They can run the football. Let's see what, what will happen in the early start with Air Force, which again, on their body clock would be a 9.30 a.m. Uh, start in the central time zone. going to be very interesting to watch all of that unfold on Saturday. Price, plug away for everything. Your social media, yards and stripes, everything else, do it. Go. At Yards and Stripes on Twitter, on Facebook, go to Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, what Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. Go search Yards and Stripes, my man Bill Rowland. And I have a co-host now. I have a yes. co-host this year that helps me get this thing done. And I can't tell you how excited I have been to have Bill Rowland on board this season because it's not just me pontificating. He and I get to go back and forth debate a little bit, dissect it a little bit. Bill is an outstanding sports, college football, college basketball, everything sports mind. It's just when we sit and have this episode, I'm going to have to do a little Braves bragging at, at the beginning of this of episode. So be, be forewarned. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's appropriate there on that. And you guys have been giving out great advice because uh, Bill has been on this podcast the last couple of weeks up until he backed the Detroit Lions last week. And I tried to talk him out of it. But before that, he was dispensing good underdogs. And you got great conversation about Army, Navy, Air Force. And Air Force can win the Commander-in-Chief's trophy with a win over Army here. They can lock it up. Or will Army keep it alive for the Army-Navy game? If they get the win, they'll talk, they'll talk about it on Yards and Stripes. Find that podcast, Service Academy Football. Love my dudes. Price Atkinson, enjoy the Braves celebration. I'll be profoundly disappointed if you and the kids aren't there for the Braves parade because it's regionally not that far for you to get there, to try to get there. I want to see you be part of that ceremony later in the week. But thank you for hopping on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, my friend. Love it, TJ. As mentioned, it has been far too long since I've had the opportunity to talk with my buddy, Brett Norsworthy, a.k.a. Stats. I love me some insight, especially in and around 
uh, the Southeastern Conference, the Mid-South in Arkansas and Memphis. Uh, stats on with Gabe Kuhn in the afternoons. Uh, stats and Gabe a hold the things down on uh, Sports 56 WHBQ, the, uh, the radio station in Memphis afternoon drive. Uh, my friend, good to be with you. And I, I know I've already alluded to this earlier. You and I are in agreement that the first college football playoff ranking is not the be-all, end-all, and they want arguing, the committee, the powers that be, they want screaming, and every year it delivers when the first ranking is out. How are you? I'm great, TJ. Well, it sure delivers on the arguing and the ranker and the angst, but, you know, let, let me up front say my top four teams going into yesterday, I had number one, Georgia. I think that's on arguable. Number two, I had Michigan State for what they did on the – on the field to play last week at, at home in East Lansing to Michigan, number three. I had Cincinnati, number four. I had Oklahoma. My three and four got heavily penalized by, by the committee that obviously loves eye test and loves strength of schedule. But I'm with you, TJ. It's all going to change. Look, we're going to play a full Saturday of college football this Saturday. And a lot of those teams that were in there this week could could lose this week. I, I even think I don't think Alabama's on upset watch whatsoever against LSU, but I think Alabama could lose the Iron Bowl on the plains at Auburn uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, sure, no doubt. I was a bit surprised, and again, recency bias for me. I saw Oklahoma firsthand Saturday, uh, National Radio Compass Media Network. They demolished Texas Tech. When I saw them at nine, when they were descending and counting, I went, wow. And then, and then we saw Cincinnati at – uh, six, not at four or at three, but at six. Again, it will change, folks. Stand by, it will change uh, coming up. So we look forward to seeing what's going to happen with that. Now, I love your insight. Uh, in, in addition to his many duties, Brett is also part of the Ole Miss radio broadcast. Uh, you and I saw each other in Tuscaloosa. I did the game with Steve Berline uh, on national radio as Alabama really bushwhacked Ole Miss in what we thought would be a closer, better game. Since then, the Rebels have looked pretty good until last week when Auburn got them. Just say a little bit about Ole Miss and contending and how tough the SEC West is. Go ahead real quick. Well, we're, we're a very beat-up team. We're not healthy. We're not sharp. We're not, nothing like the offense that put up 52 against Arkansas. But the defense has played a lot better since that day when they allowed 51 against Arkansas. The defense has really carried the team through the balance of uh, October. It was a defensive win, I think, at Knox one. It sure was a defensive win at home on Eli Manning Day against LSU. But Matt Crow has been everything you could have wished for, except he doesn't have a lot of help right now. His injury – his, his wide receiving core is injured. The offensive line's a little patchwork. Running backs, uh, room, the running back room is really good. And Matt's been terrific. 15 touchdowns passing, 10 rushing. You can't ask for much more than that. Only two interceptions. Threw a critical interception uh, in the end zone against Auburn. But he was trying to make things happen, TJ. Interesting. They are playing former coach Hugh Freeze at home early game, 11 a.m. start. Brett's not going to go one way or the other on this one. I'm, I'm not going at it, but some will look at what you just said with the injuries and look at Liberty plus nine or nine and a half and maybe maybe interested in that. This team can still score. I'm just saying to the audience, be careful because Ole Miss can still score and can still score a bunch. So we'll see what happens there. All right, with that being said, I, I know you lean towards the South and the SEC. Is that where you're headed for an underdog for Three Dog Thursday purposes, sir? Yeah, you mentioned recency bias, and I've got it. I've got it with Brian Harson's Auburn Tigers. I think Brian Harson today, entering first weekend in November, is SEC coach of the year. He's come in and really settled the program down. 
Kentucky's getting the best football out of Bo Nix. Bo Nix was a little bit trick or treat. Uh, a lot of times for, for Gus Malzahn, he's got him settled in, benched him, sent the message, message received. T.J. Finley goes in, but th- since then, Bo Nix has played his best football since he's been at Auburn. He was born to be the Auburn quarterback with his dad, Patrick Nix, starting there in the early 90s. I've been around so long, I covered both of the Nixes, father and son. I know. And I'm going, know. I'm going with Auburn plus the point Saturday in College Station because I think they're better at quarterback. They're just as good, if not better, on defense. And I think they have a, they have as good a running back uh, combo in Bigsby and in Hunter as anybody in the country. Interesting. And they get points, and that's an earlier game uh, in College Station after uh, AM won that night game with Alabama a few weeks back. But they've been had a couple of times. Mississippi State beat them there in College Station. We'll see what happens. So Stats is taking those Auburn Tigers uh, plus the four and a half for his underdog this week. Uh, as part of the no huddle underdogs. One final word on baseball. You trade. This is what the man does. You you trade in stats and great nuggets and great info. It's how many teams since the 2000, the turn of the century, have won the World Series now that the Atlanta Braves got it. What's the number? 15 different teams to win it at least one time. Nine from the National League, six from the American League, and the Braves are also the tenth team to win it since the Yankees last won it. When so many people say, we don't even need to go to spring training. We know who's going to be in the World Series. It's always the Yankees and Dodgers. It's simply not true. The numbers back it up. How about that? Yeah, the Yankees last won, what, 2009. And Correct. 10 different teams have won since then. And good on the Braves. Because, again, as I keep saying on this show, so many fans uh, of the Braves from the 80s and the 90s watching all the games on the t- on TBS, especially in the South. Tim Brando, our colleague, was in a Braves authentic jersey last week given the interview. He's in Shreveport because he's rooted for the Braves on and off and worked for him for 40 or 50 years. So there are a Good lot of people in the South, all over the South, that love the Atlanta Braves when they got the win. Yeah, the, the Cardinals are still my team, but I got a lot of Braves friends. And t- good old Timmy B, because he probably he probably remembers well the Biff Okoroba year. <laughs> And Bruce Benedict, uh, along with Bob Horner, and all those guys with Dale Murphy and all of that. Uh, what a moment. Whether it's baseball, whether it's college football, anything with it, uh, plug away where we find you on Sports 56, the afternoon show, all of that, Brett, real quick. Yeah, afternoon, sports time with Gabe and Stats on Sports56WHBQ.com. And I'm on Twitter, Brett Northworth. At Brett Norsworthy, a.k.a. Stats. Love this man and love his insight, especially with college football. Stats, thank you, brother. Thank you, TJ. Love getting the chance to catch up with this guy, especially when he's got a no-huddle underdog, Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast. He is a Tampa Bay brother from another mother in my area. You, like me, are still trying to figure out how Tom Brady threw that interception at the end of the Saints game, even days later, where the Bucks not only did not get in the field goal range uh, to kick the winning field goal, they didn't even get across midfield before the Saints put the game away. But anyway, I digress. It's a new week. We've turned the page. Jason Powers, how are things? Doing well, doing well. I'm, uh, with all the breaking news this week, Aaron Rodgers out, all kind wow. of breaking news. We got... Obviously, the Deshaun Watson, no trade. We've got college football stuff going on. We have the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series for the second time as the Atlanta Braves and for the first time since 1995. And if I am correct, the last time that the Braves won the World Series, one Jason Powers was in the house for one of those World Series games. Am I right? 
I was in the building. Game two, 1995. Tom Glavin, Dave Justice, game-winning homer. I believe it was a one-nothing final against the Cleveland Indians. So, so he goes all the way back to the mid nineties uh, on the powers on sports podcast. You hear in the open to his show, the famous Sid Bream highlight of him scoring to win the NLCS yes. on the base hit Francisco Cabrera. Cabrera. Am I right? How Frank about that from memory and the deep recesses of the TJ brain from 30 years ago with Barry Bonds making the worst throw of his career uh, from short left field, trying to throw Sid Bream out. But anyway, the Braves had so much success in the nineties and then heartbreak every time in the postseason. <laughs> excuse me, they finally go and get this, uh, Jason. And you can't say enough when they lost Ronald Acuna in, in yeah. the in the middle of the year and they still go ahead and follow through and kill the baseball all through the postseason in the World Series and win the thing. Give give Alex Anthopoulos, the GM, full credit for going for it because they were, they were middling. They were under 500 to the trade deadline. They revamped the entire outfield. Went and got Soler, Adam Duvall, Rosario, yeah. All those guys were major pieces in the postseason. So full credit to Alex Anthopoulos. And we can't say enough. That Snicker the Braves, too, Brian Snicker. Yeah, the manager. We can't say enough because I was saying this um, uh, just a little while ago with Brett Norsworthy on the no huddle. If you live in the South as we have, and you've spent time not only in Atlanta, but in Birmingham and in Florida, all over the South, whether it's Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, Tennessee, besides just Georgia, Florida, uh, etc. The, the Braves were the ingrained team in the 80s and the 90s. So this is a big deal all over the South in this region uh, of the country. So if we were, kudos if we to were, If we were a day later, I'd have gave you the Braves plus the 111 last night. That would have been my, my doggy. The Braves were <laughs> getting, getting money last night if you, yeah. if you were wagering they, on the baseball. And they capitalized and they clinched and they had a lot of Braves fans there. It looked like three or 4,000 yeah. Braves fans at least got some tickets to Minute Maid Park. Something else. All right, without further delay, underdog time. He's been mulling over an NFL or a college underdog. You've kind of gone back and forth before I hit the record button. Which one are you going to go with here on the no huddle? Give me an underdog, Jason Powers. All right, so we're going to the college circuit. I was thinking about maybe a little Green Bay, Kansas City with the Rodgers news, but I'm going to go to the college circuit. We're going to go to the ACC Saturday night on the ACC Network. I believe that's a Tim Hasselback, Dave O'Brien on the call. I believe they're the, I believe they're the main main broadcast. If, if you say if you say so, they're on the call. But the biggest deal is that it's Clemson, and what and what is up with Clemson taking on Louisville, right? Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Louisville as a four point home dog to Clemson. T.J. Reeves, how is Clemson a road favorite against anybody? Anybody? I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. And specifically, you've got the number in front of you where they had the crazy cover on the final play of the game last weekend with the extra point. However, in terms of Dabo and Clemson, what is that? They are 1-7 this year against the number. Should be 0-8 if it wasn't for last week's miracle on the wow. Scott Van Pelt bad beat of the week. If you were a <laughs> – that was a horrendous beat, by the way, if you had Florida State 9.5. But how Louisville – I'm going to take Louisville in the four at home. They're 4-2 against the number this year. They were a road. They were a home underdog earlier in the year to Central Florida. You know, unfortunately, get Dylan Gabriel, the UCF quarterback, gets hurt, but Louisville wins the game outright, even though they were getting seven. I like Louisville at Papa John Stadium Saturday night, getting four points against Clemson. And I had a couple of their games a year ago. Malik Cunningham, the quarterback, Scott Satterfield, in some ways, kind of an embattled coach, was trying to get a couple yep. of other jobs and then didn't get them. And is back at Louisville. They're four and four. They need a win. 
And this is this is stake through the heart time against Clemson to basically knock them out of any serious legitimate bowl game down the road. Can't believe we're saying that the first weekend in October if it happens. So Jason Powers is going Louisville Cardinals in the ACC as a college doggy. Plug away on the Powers on Sports podcast, how we hear you, social media, et cetera, please. Powers on Sports Podcast. We are going to have an episode coming out on Thursday. If you're listening to this after Thursday, your our beloved host, Mr. Reeves, is one of our guests. We're breaking down LSU Alabama, big fight weekend out in Las Vegas, Bucks Saints. I have Mike Neighbors, who covers the Saints on as well. We I'm also the host with Peter Blake on the No Quarter Given podcast. We do a breakdown every week of the Buccaneers opponent. No, no podcast this week since it's a bye week. But we'll be back next week with the Washington football team, the history of the Bucks, and the Washington football team. Find us on all the podcast platforms, Google, Apple, Stitcher. Find me on social media at JPO Sports. JPO Sports is easy to, easy to remember. And subscribe, rate, and review Powers on Sports Podcast. And thanks to you for being such a gracious host and allowing me on. I always love having you on. And again, I pop on and Jason and I talk all things Buccaneers Saints. As he mentioned, the Canelo Alvarez fight coming up where Caleb Plant is a significant underdog in the big pay-per-view fight. But the coolest thing is that Powers and I have pulled this off while I'm in transit. And you got to hear the podcast to find out why I was in transit because it's worth the listen. So find there's a tease. Find the Powers on Sports podcast while we chopped it up while I was en route talking everything from Buccaneers Saints to the World Series uh, to the Air Force. LSU, Alabama. LSU, LSU, Alabama, and I'll just leave it at that. You get all of that on on Powers on Sports. He's going Louisville Cardinals, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Powers, thank you for popping back on on the No Huddle Picks here on Three Dog Thursday. Anytime, my brother. And there we go. That will do it as the No Huddle Underdogs do conclude here on the program. Thanks again to Price Atkinson, Brent Norsworthy, Jason Powers with all of their underdog selections. Thanks to TC Martin all the way back at the beginning of the show. Gave you three NFL underdogs. Again, I'm going to confirm this that I like in the college football ranks. Give me West Virginia. I'm committing to them. The Mountaineers at home retiring Major Harris's jersey against Oklahoma State. They'll win the game outright Saturday afternoon. I will also go earlier in the day. I'm going to stay away from Purdue. As much as I like that, I'm going to stay away from Purdue with Michigan State. I may regret that, but I'm not going to go Boilermakers after I did earlier in the year. My second college doggy is going to be Army. Price Atkinson and I were talking about that. They covered all on yards and stripes. I think Army can run the football on Air Force. I think it's a close game, and Army may very well find a way to win. In Arlington, Texas, I'll take the two and a half or three points for the cadets in that matchup for the Commander-in-Chief's trophy with Air Force, who's had a good season as well. And you heard me say to T.C. Martin, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons with the Saints let down, the Falcons getting six points. I think they'll rally around. They'll they'll figure out Trevor Simeon a little better. Yes, the Saints defense is good, but I think Atlanta finds a way in the Superdome. A little bit of a letdown again for the New Orleans Saints this time. Maybe a theme for the host this weekend. So I'll take the Atlanta Falcons as my NFL underdog. And again, T.C.'s been red hot. He liked the Falcons. Uh, He also liked the New York Giants against the Vegas Raiders, and he knows the Raiders situation very well. He likes the Giants at home with the Raiders Sunday afternoon. And Sunday night, he's going against the Rams and going with the Titans, despite no Derrick Henry. If T.C. Martin gets that one right, uh, good gracious. I I don't know how we doubt him the rest of the year if he gets that one as well. For now, we are good. Once more, again, however you found this podcast, social media links, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Find us on 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, follow us, subscribe away, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Megaphone, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe away. We come automatically to you on Thursdays. Podcast stays relevant through the weekend. We're underway for November. We look forward to see what's going to happen with all of these underdogs this weekend. No Buccaneer game for me, but I will be uh, on the call with Tiki Barber of Alabama and LSU. We're staying away from LSU and all those points because Alabama loves to cover the big lines and they may rub it in on the Bayou Bengals if they get the chance in the second half. Tiki and I are on the call Saturday night, 7 Eastern time, Compass Media Networks nationally. Uh, Seek that out on over-the-air stations or compassmedianetworks.com for more information on how to hear us calling Alabama and LSU. So I've got this game uh, coming up Saturday in college. No NFL game this weekend with the Buccaneers. We're back to reload next week for another edition of Three Dog Thursday. Thank you for finding me. However you found us, subscribe away. For T.C. Martin, for Price Atkinson, Jason Powers, and Brett Norsworthy, good luck to all those guys with their doggies. Good luck to you with the underdogs as well on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.